We are on the Gemara on towards the bottom of Lamed Zion of Bay 37b3 in the Art School Gemara. The Gemara now is discussing eight different cases, eight different cases of uh, situations of Yerusha, of dividing up the estate of of different people, of the deceased, of the deceased brother, of the deceased brother-in-law, different cases uh, where there is a suffix situation. There's a, there's a question, there's a question uh, with regards to the child. Is the child the son of the first father, the son of the second father, and the different ramifications because of it? So we went through three cases in the last recording, and we will go through one case today in this recording, and then on the next stuff, there are four other cases to discuss. Uh, so case number four, let's discuss case number four, but just uh, it requires a little bit of um, of a review of one of the cases from the last recording. So let's say we have Reuben and Shimon. Reuben is the deceased husband. Shimon is the one who does yibum or potentially yibum. Either it's yibum or it's a uh, forbidden relationship with a, between a brother-in-law and sister-in-law with Reuben's wife. And then there's this child. Let's call him Yosef. And we're not sure whether Yosef is the son of Reuben or whether Yosef is the son of Shimon. We don't know. And so we mentioned last time that if they are dividing up the Ruvain's, uh, Ruvain's estate and the Yavam, Shimon, his brother, is claiming that Yosef is my son, therefore I should get the entire estate. Uh, Yosef is claiming I'm the son of Ruvain. You should get nothing because really there is no mitzvah Yibam and I am the son, so I should get the estate. And so they're both claiming the entirety of the estate. We divide it. We divide it up evenly. We say half and half. Yachloku. We should divide it up. And so we divide up the estate between the Yavam, between Shimon and Yosef. So the Gemara now says, well, this is the case now. The case is as follows. Yavam. So now we have Yosef and also the children of Shimon. And so the cases where Yosef already divided up the estate of Reuven between the, the estate of Reuven was divided up between Yosef and Shimon that already took place, and now Shimon passes away. Shimon passes away, and now the question is is what to do with the estate of Shimon? And let's say just to to make things clearer, let's say Shimon's uh, is 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 wealthier than Reuven. So let's say the cases where Shimon is wealthier than Reuven. And the reason why that's important is because Yosef now wants to claim that he's the son of Shimon. So first Yosef uh, claimed that he was the son of Reuven to get half of Reuven's estate. Now he says, oh, slow down, slow down. I'm really the son of Shimon. Now that Shimon passed away, he says, I'm really the son of Shimon. Oh, I, I, I already took from the estate of Reuven, claiming that I was the son of Reuven. Well, I'm really not sure. I, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the, the son of Reuben or if I'm the son of Shimon, now I'm claiming I'm the son of Shimon. So I'll give back whatever I took and let's divide up, I'll give it back, let, let Shimon have everything um, and, and then we'll divide up Shimon's estate between myself and the other brothers and I'll get more in the end. In the end of the day, I'll get more. Uh, assuming that Shimon has, is, uh, is the wealthier brother uh, and he has more than Reuben. And so that's the claim that the suffix that Yosef is going to make. The children of Shimon, those that we know are the children of Shimon, will claim, no, what are you talking about? You shouldn't get anything. You really shouldn't get anything because we just gave you. We gave you, you took from the estate of 
Reuven. You claimed you were the son of Reuven. We gave you half of that. Uh, the decision was to give you half of the estate of Reuven. That was your claim. That's what you get. So you can no longer, if you want to prove, if, if, if you claim that you're our brother, so then prove it. You would have to prove it. Um, otherwise, you already, the Beisden already decided that you are the son of Reuven. Um, so, so you should have to prove it. So this is what the Gemara says. In this case, you have to, they say you have to bring a proof that you are one of our brothers and, and bring a proof because we know for sure that we are brothers, that we, between us, outside of Yosef, we know that we are the sons of Shimon. But you, you have to bring a proof because we, we don't know about you, so you would have to bring a proof. And the Suffolk says, Amalu Suffolk, Malo Shecho. The Suffolk one says, I don't understand. Iachuchun ana havali manta bahadaycho. Vibar mitzna ana havali palga de palga vuchon. Bahadai. So the Suffolk, Yosef says, I don't understand. Either include me as a brother, either include me as a brother, and I'll give back uh, whatever I took from the estate of Ruvain. And if, if I'm not a brother, so, if I'm really the son of Ruvain, so then then give me back whatever your father took from Ruvain. If you really think that that I'm the son of Ruvain, so then whatever Shimon took from Ruvain should really be given to me. He took half, claiming that I'm the that I'm I'm the son I'm his son, and that's why he took half. But now you're saying I'm not his son, so then give me everything. So either way, either I'll give back whatever I took from the estate of Ruvain, and let me let's divide it evenly together. Whatever Shimon has now, let's divide that evenly together. Or and if you're claiming that I'm really the son of Ruvain, so then give me everything that Ruvain had. Why did I only get half? I should get everything. And so that's the question. What do you do in this case? They already divided up the estate of Ruvain. And essentially, as we're going to see in the Gemara, the real question is, do we have the option to go back? Do we have the option to go back on a Pesach? Bezin already decided that half should go to Yosef, half should go to Shimon of the estate of, of Ruvain. And the question is, now that we're in a new situation where Shimon has now passed away, do we have the right to go back on that psak, to go back on that decision of Beisdin? So the Gemara says as follows. Rabbi Ava Amar Rav, Kam Dina, Rabbi Amar, Amar Hadar Dina. One position is Kam Dina, the other position is Hadar Dina, meaning the one position is that the original, original judgment stands, the original judgment does stand, and we cannot uh, play with the original judgment. And as such, we sort of ignore everything that we've been discussing in the previous, in the previous decision, with regards to the previous decision. All that's left is that we have this person, Shimon. We ignore what happened with Reuben and with his estate. We don't get involved in that. We don't get involved in that at all. Shimon passed away. Shimon's children that are for sure his children divide up uh, the estate of Shimon. And Yosef comes and claims that he's a son of Shimon. He has to prove it. Because he's a Suffolk, the other children are Avada, he's questionable. The other children we know for sure are children of, of Shimon. So they get to divide up the land. And if Yosef wants part of, part of it, he has to, or part of the estate, if he wants part of it, so then he has to prove that he is the son of Shimon. So the idea of Kamdina, of Rav, is that, uh, is that we keep the original judgment stands. We sort of, we don't, we don't take that into account. It's a new case, and we don't take into account whatever happened in the past. Rabbi Yirmiya says, no, Hadrodina, Rabbi Yirmiya says that the judgment is, in fact, reversed. The judgment would be reversed. And therefore, the Yavam's sons, meaning Shimon's children, either have to uh, return the half that Shimon took from Ruvain and give that to Yosef, or uh, they have to include Yosef in 
in their uh, in their d- dividing up of the of the estate of Shimon. So they would have to do either one, um, and because we do take into account whatever happened uh, in the past, uh, the Gemara is going to ask. Uh, they're going to try. They're going to quote a, a similar halacha, a similar case where. There is uh, a certain psak, there's a certain decision, and whether or not we, one could go back on that decision. But just before we even get there, now what's the idea behind this? Which one seems more rational? It would seem to be that the idea of Hadrudina, why wouldn't we take into account uh, the previous situation of Reuven? It seems logical to say, you know, we should take that into account. We should take into account whatever happened with Reuven's estate and whether that impacts this current issue. Uh, I, one would think logically that one would take that into account. So the argument to say that, no, we do not take it into account, it could be for different reasons. But one reason is that there's a concept of yeosh, that after there was a psak, once there was a decision by Bezdin, by the court, to say that this is how we divide up the land, uh, Shimon gets half, and Yosef gets half of the estate of Ruvain, uh, once that's decided. So there's uh, one opinion that says that now Shimon has given up on any any of the estate that was given to Yosef, because based in the court decided, so he gives up a concept called Yeish. Once he gives up on it, he no longer ever thinks that he's going to get it, so it, it basically, it's no longer it's no longer his, even if he has rights to it, but it no longer is his, because uh, because he gave up on it. And so similarly, Yosef gave up on whatever was given to Shimon, and so therefore, even if uh, technically he should have rights to it, uh, but because he gave up on it, so therefore it's no longer his. So that's one perspective. There are other perspectives as well, uh, but that would be uh, one perspective on uh, on this idea. Okay. The Gemara now says as follows. Maybe this dispute between Rav and Rabirmiya, whether or not we're allowed to take into account, should we take into account the past, the history of what happened, what happened with Ruvain's estate, uh, maybe this is the same dispute as the following. Ditsanan, it says in the following Mishnah, a very different case, nothing to do with Yibam. So a person, let's say, there's a very interesting case. A person's field or their home is surrounded by, uh, on all sides. They're surrounded on all sides, um, and therefore they need, a, they need to ask for permission or to buy uh, a pathway to get to his own property. Uh, and he had that. He did have a path to his own property. However, he traveled. He was away for a while. Um, and he lost the path. He forgot where exactly that path was. He, he forgot uh, w- which owner uh, let him use their, their land. So what do you do in that case? Admon Amar. Admon, there's a machlokas. There's a dispute. Admon says, Yelch Biksara. He should find the shortest path that's available. The shortest path that's available to his house. His house is in the middle. It's surrounded by other property. He should find the shortest path and that's what he should use. Chacham Amar. The Chacham say, no. Don't find the shortest path. Even though he had a path before he left, what he should do is that he should either buy for himself a path, or they say, let him fly through the air. Meaning, he, he lost the path, uh, but let him, let him go pay for a new path. He, he forgot which path was, was the path that, that he, he originally paid for, or he was originally given permission to use, uh, but now that he doesn't have that anymore, he left for a while, he forgot which, where it is, so he has to pay for a new one. So the Gemara says, the Gemara asks, I don't understand. Logically, Admon makes sense. The first opinion makes sense that he should, give the, he should be given the shortest path. He had the shortest path beforehand, before he left, or, or he had a path beforehand before he left. So now that he came back, we don't know, but he had a path. So we don't know which one it was, but he had a path. So let him have rights to go through the shortest path. Why would the Rabbanon, why would the second opinion of the rabbi say 
that no, he has to pay for a new path. We knew that he had a path beforehand. The case here is where he's surrounded by four different owners. It's not just one owner. It's true. If it was just one owner, so then we would say, you know what? Give him the shortest path because it's one owner. We knew that he got permission or he bought a certain path. So now that we forgot, give him the shortest path. But now the case here is where there are really four different owners. He's surrounded by four different owners. Uh, So now... It really makes sense to have to pay for it. It wouldn't make sense to have to pay for it because each owner could say, "No, it's not not my land. You you didn't uh, prove to me that you, you used my land as your path to get to your house." Each owner could say that. Each of the four owners could push uh, the 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 owner of the of the of the property of the middle property to say, "Go to somebody else. You didn't you didn't uh, have permission to walk on my land to get to your house." Each one could push them aside. And so now the question is, what's the idea of Admon? What's the idea of the first opinion? Nihachi, my time with Admon. What's the logic behind Admon to say he gets the shortest path? Why should he get the shortest path? In the end of the day, there are four different owners. Each owner should have the right. He's surrounded by four different owners. Each owner should have the right to say, no, go to, go to the next guy. Why should you go? Why should I give you the right to, to walk on my field? Go to the next person. So what's the idea here? So the, the idea is as follows. This is the case. The dispute is, is in the following case. Amar Rava. Rava says, if the case is where there are four owners, and they're originally also four owners, or let's say even if there are four owners, and originally um, they had one owner, there was originally one owner, but now then it was divided up into that one person sold it uh, to four different to four different people, uh, the area surrounding the middle the middle uh, uh, the middle property. So everyone agrees that each owner could push the, the owner of the middle property, each of the owners of the surrounding properties have the right to push them off and say, no, it's not, wasn't, you didn't have a path in my field. You had it in a different field. And then the, the truth is that everyone would agree that he would have to, the, the owner of the middle property would have to pay for a new path. But the disagreement is as follows. The case here is as follows. The case is where there's one person bought it from the four, from the four different owners. So now there's one owner for for all for the entire surrounding property. There's one owner, but he originally bought it from four from four different people, and so originally there was a psak. Originally there was a, a ruling that he would have to pay for a new path because there were four different owners. Each owner could push them aside. But now, before he paid for a new path, there's now one owner because each of the of the uh, four owners of the surrounding properties they sold their property to one owner. So now that they sold it to one owner, the question is, well. Could we go back on our original decision? Because now that there's one owner, he certainly had a path somewhere. He definitely had a path somewhere. We didn't know where. Originally, each of the owners could push him aside and say it was in a different property. But now that there's one owner, so he should be given the shortest path. That's the question. He should be given the shortest, shortest path. So Admon says, this, this is the dispute. Admon says, in the end of the day, we should change the decision. We should change the decision and say that in the end of the day, I the the owner of the middle property has has a place somewhere, so give him the shortest shortest path. Rabbanan Savri, the second opinion, the Rabbanan, they say, no, the Amrle, the owner of the surrounding properties, that one owner could say, Ishasakt Shasakt. Keep quiet and keep quiet, I'll sell you a path. If you're not going to keep quiet, be low, Majina Shatara Lamarai, below Matsislashtuya Dina Badayu. And if you're not going to keep quiet, I'll just I'll give back the property to the four different owners. I have that right to give back the property to the four different owners, and then you won't have any path. You would have to pay for a path again. And the way they explain this, what, what exactly are the Rabbanan saying? They're saying that 
the four different owners, they could have pushed aside this one person. And this one person wouldn't have a path. So when they all sold, sold their property to the one owner, to just to one individual, what they were selling was not just the the field or the property itself, but they were in addition to that, they were selling them with the understanding that the one in the middle wouldn't have a right to the path. Because in the scenario where there were four different owners, the one in the middle didn't have a right to a path, he would have to pay for it. So then when this one owner bought it, so he was also buying, he was also buying with the understanding that the one in the middle did not have any path yet. He would have to pay for it. If he wanted to have a path, he would have to pay for it. And so that's what the Rabbanon hold. They say that, no, that we have to take into account the fact that it was originally with four different owners and none of them, he didn't have a path with any of them, he would have to pay for it. Uh, because each one could push the, the owner of the middle property aside and say, you didn't have a path in my, you didn't originally have a path in my area. And so when the new owner, this one owner, he bought it from all four, it was, the Rabbanon say that it was, the, it was with the understanding that he did not have to give a path to the middle owner, the, pro, the owner of, in, of the property in the middle. And that's, that's their claim. So the Gemara says, And the Gemara asks, that shouldn't we say that Rabbi Abba holds like the Rabbanon, meaning Rav holds like the Rabbanon. Rav says that we, uh, Rav says uh, that we, uh, the judgment stays. That just like the Rabbanon, just like Rav said that we, we, whatever originally happened stays the same, so to the Rabbanon here. They say when there was originally four owners, everything stayed, uh, he didn't have a right to, to a path, he had to pay for a path, so, so to over here he has to pay for a path. And Rabbi Yirmiya Holds like Admon, that Admon seems to be of the position here that no, that we could change the ruling and therefore we give him the shortest path. So the Gemara says, no, there's really no comparison. Omar Lach Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba says that I could have said as follows. Rabbi Abba, who originally said that we keep the original law in our case, he says that I could really hold like Admon. What's the logic behind Admon? In the case of Admon, the claim of the person who had the property in the middle. He could have said, He knew for sure that he had a path. And now there's only one owner. So he says, I could say with certainty that I know that I had some path here. Give me the shortest path. And that's the position of Admon. But in our case, meaning our case of the suffix of Yosef, so Yosef and him, his desire to, dev- to have a portion of the estate of Shimon, of the Yavam, but that's not coming with a claim Betoris Vadai with certainty. He's not coming with a claim of certainty that he's the son of Shimon. He's saying, maybe I'm the son of Shimon. He doesn't even know himself. So it's a very different case. If he's saying, maybe I'm the son of Shimon, uh, so then in that case, we will not uh, will not change the original the original ruling. Everything is just unclear. Even he himself, his claim is, is he doesn't even know himself uh, whether whether or not he's telling, whether his claim is an accurate claim or not. And Rabirah al-Marlach, Rabirah also, Rabirah who said that we could change, that we could, we could take it into account, the past, I can even follow the position of the Rabbanan who say that we don't change with regards to the field. He's saying, in the case of the Rabbanan, the logic behind the Rabbanan with regards to the field is that when the owner, the new owner, the new one owner bought the four, the four fields from the four different owners, that was... Because the logic behind that is, is that it was with the understanding that he did not owe a path to the to the owner in the middle, just like they didn't have to give, provide a path to the owner in the middle. So too, he doesn't have to provide a path to the owner in the middle. But that's a totally different logic of what Rabbi Yirmiya claimed. Rabbi Yirmiya, in general, would claim no hadradina that, that, like in our case of the suffix of Yosef and the Yavam, that we could take into account the past 
And we could we could apply that to our current decision and change the decision. It really has nothing to do with the logic behind uh, the Rabbana. Uh, so that, uh, with regards to the field. So that concludes case number four, and then we will continue with the last four cases in next week's DAF.